what I'm saying? The podcast about hip-hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet, you know how me and my sister do, but mostly woke perspective. So subscribe to That's What I'm Saying. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, you can listen to us. Also, watch That's What I'm Saying, the TV show on Island TV. Just download the Island TV app. Follow us on Instagram at TwizPod. So I'm Sean. And I'm Shataro. Hey, sis. Hey, sis. Hi. How are you? I'm swell. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. This is our 149th episode, and it's also the last Woo-hoo. episode of 2023. Can you believe it? Oh, my goodness. We did that. Yes. Yeah. We did it. What a great time. Are you, are you like, doing your New Year's resolutions and... No, I don't do stuff like that. Um, mm -mm. I don't do resolutions, but I do look forward to the new year. Just, you know, a refresh new year. I mean, shoot, you get a new beginning every day if you really look at it that way. So, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) That's how I look at it. Like, mm -mm. look, if I didn't eat the cake yesterday, then I'm probably going to eat it tomorrow. So I don't even stress myself. But I have Christmas spirit in my home. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to some snow, actually. Ah, well. Good luck. Mm-hmm. You can't say the same thing. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> no. Nope. I know. Um, I'm yeah. good. Uh, looking forward to going to the beach tonight. Um, oh, that's nice. It's the winter solstice. I'm looking forward to this new year. So it's, yeah. a, it's a wonderful time. A lot of introspection, a lot of being thankful, so mm-hmm. much gratitude. Um, mm-hmm. Feeling good. Yeah. Feeling real good. So yeah. happy to be here. Happy. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So what are we calling this episode? We are calling this episode... And you got to say it in the right voice. Politics as usual. Ooh, it's pain, it's pain, it's pain again. Mm. Yeah. In the, Jay-Z, in the Jay-Z voice. Politics yeah. as usual. And we'll get to why. However, yes. Yes. let's get to the ratchet. I know you want to get there. Go ahead. You want to get there. Let's go. So um, there was a big Grammy tribute, uh, you know, to the 50th uh, year, 50th, 50 years of uh, hip hop. And... Um, Everybody showed out. LL Cool J was a host. Um, I didn't see it. There were great performances by a little bit of everybody. Uh, the ladies first came out. It was uh, Queen Latifah with Moni Love, and you remember her verse. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, Yo Yo came out. MC Light was out. I mean, you know, then they then they passed the mic to some of the younger rappers out, like Lil Rilla. Anyway, moving forward, um, everybody like everybody played a big part. I want to say um, uh, did, Too Short didn't come out, but anyway, a little bit of everybody from hip hop, the big tribute came. And as great as it was, my boy KRS-One in an interview had basically said, fuck the Grammys. Why? Now, his whole thing was, out of all these years, you dissed us, you know, and hip hop was always put on the back and, you know, we weren't recognized. And, and mm. at now, 50 years later, now, you know, you want to get, like, y- y'all can go ahead. He was like, matter of fact, it would have probably been put in a rap a rap verse, fuck the Grammys. And he was like, and you know, not to throw backlash at everybody who um, performed and, you know, came out and not to say they don't deserve to be celebrated. However, he was like, what y'all are celebrating is not hip hop. You know what I mean? Hip hop was, you know, mm-hmm. scratching DJs, you know, lyricists, like he kind of explained, you know, the graffiti, like what hip hop, hip hop, what's hip hop? Hip hop. <laughs> what, it, what it started out as, you know, and, 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 you know, not to say it didn't evolve, but, but what y'all are celebrating, you know, for, you know, the, the, the commercial masses is that he's, his thing is like, that's not hip hop. So I don't oh. know if you heard the whole interview, but I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't, I, I didn't hear it at all. I like where he's coming from. I like it. 
Because I feel like, I, you know, the show was good too. You know what I mean? I hear that. But I, I, I like his posture on that one. I was like, yeah, good, good for him. Good for him. Because, you know, when it comes to, to lyrics and when it comes to someone who is, I guess you could see the epitome of hip hop and rapping and rhyming. And, you know, he is the founder as well. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? Good for him. He was like, go, you know, good for him. Good. He makes a good point. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's saying just, just F the whole thing. At the Grammys, he's we like, do our what? own celebration. Yeah, pretty much. Like you know, 50, you, he was, and and you really think about it, he's like fifty years, really. Mm. And it's really? just like, yeah, pretty much. That's what you know. That's what Will and Jada was fighting for before. Like, who's <laughs> <laughs> they fighting for? They don't. They don't. They don't acknowledge us any other time. You know, remember? Will oh, and that's Jada? right. Remember? Oh, yeah. They Grammy were protesting black or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't watch it anyway. I, honestly, I might see clips on Instagram, and that's about it. But I don't. I really don't even watch it. Yeah. So. No, I don't either. I mean, I like to watch like red carpet dresses and stuff like that. But you know, the politics of it all, I do feel like as a black person in entertainment, you mm-hmm. know, it's always nice to see that we create our own lanes, and we are not waiting on you know another platform to tell us whether or not we're good or we should be recognized. So right. a part of me feels like, you know, I'm not waiting for, you know, um, white laughter to tell me that I'm good. I'm not waiting. You know, that's kind of how some people would look at it. Like, you know, right. hey, once they recognize you, ooh, you made it. And it's like, well, you know, I, I don't know about you, but when we have our own lane, that's when it makes it dope. Right. So so that's pretty much where KRS-One, I'm, I'm, I'm getting on his, um, his Polar Express train. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, KRS. <laughs> and where and where's where's um what was his wife's name? Oh, Miss Melody. Rest, Rest in peace, peace right? Melody. She, I, I I used to work with her selling really? the New York Times back in the Ooh, back in the day. Keep a story. Went. Keep a story, y'all. I do, right? I got <laughs> I got plenty. Yeah, she was she was selling the New York Times over the phone with me. Shut the front door. Yeah, I told you this. I don't remember. Yeah, Miss, you know, rest well, Miss Melody. You know, I think she passed away some years ago. I'm trying to think. She was spitting too. What was her verse? Mm, I'm Miss Melody, and I'm a born again rebel. What? <laughs> with her long leather coat. I said, what? Well, she had a, the, with the leather trench. You couldn't tell, and the koofy hat. You couldn't tell her she was not divine. Girl, why mm-hmm. did she do the dirt in that um in that video? Oh, uh, damn, it was like the the funeral, like self destruction. That's that's really all I that, remember. That's where she was rapping, right? Self destruction. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. All right, and we and we get all that from Karis One saying "fuck the Grammys." Okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, um, mm-hmm. speaking of fuckery, okay. <laughs> uh, act, actor actor Christian Keys reveals he was sexually assaulted by a powerful man in Hollywood. So he went live on his stream, and he was uh, having like a confessional moment about how like he's very tired and he's really not one to speak out on certain things. But what gave him the motivation was um, Cassie coming out against Diddy. Mm-hmm. And he feels like, you know, men go through this too. Like, you know, girls need love too. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> but he said, you know, men go through this too. You guys are not the only ones. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, he had been pushed and pushed and pushed to the point where he's like, I'm tired and it's not right. And if I told you exactly who this was, you know, you all would be very upset. So a lot of people bounce because they know he does a lot of Tyler Perry stuff. So they were like, you know, are you talking about Tyler Perry? Mm-hmm. And um, you throwing, he's like, he hasn't said exactly who it is, you know, and a part of me feels like we'll never know. But seeing some of this stream, it comes off very honest. And he said that he's turned down, you know, a lot of money, uh, I guess, to sit on what they call the sit on the couch. 
on numerous oh, occasions. He lost what he lost out on a lot of money not sitting on the couch. Uh, so basically, he was offered like you know oh. uh, money to mm. to you know do certain things. He's like, yeah, he's like, I don't even go that way. Like I'm not even. That's not what I'm. Mm. You know, he said I like Hennessy and, and black booties or something like that. He said, which was pretty funny. Like <laughs> in, in in the middle of I praise God, to all of his um his 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 rant. So one, I was like, I really didn't know his name until this came out. You know, you, it's like an actor you always see him. I mean, always oh, see him. He's, mm-hmm. he's always working in something. But honestly, nah, I did mm-hmm. not know his Hold name. On. So that's good. Hold on, hold on. Now you know we don't know his name. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, anyway. <laughs> we we don't take it personal. We just we, we ain't gonna know names. Even if we know him. even if we know his name, we ain't gonna know his name. <laughs> Look, <laughs> you're lucky we know each other's name. <laughs> In our house, well, even our mother be like, sure, Shanti, 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 you, you know who I'm talking to. Get on over here. Okay. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it's it's now, okay, that's his Christian key. So, and I've seen him in a lot of different things. So, yeah. you know, because, I mean, he got a lot of backlash because one, it's almost like he's toying. He's not mentioning. But he did, men- he did I was watching something where he was basically saying... Um, he was going to give the information to family members because, you know, it's, it's, this is serious and possibly go to the authorities, you know, and this is the age of information. Like stuff is coming out, you know, everything mm-hmm. that was hidden in the dark is mm-hmm. now being brought to light. So, mm-hmm. you know, because people are like, well, why is he saying it like now? And and obviously this happens in the industry. Now, what mm-hmm. man mm-hmm. have you seen? A black man who who openly speaks about the things that go on in Hollywood and Terry what it Cruz. takes to make it in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. What's that? Terry Crews is that a thing? Yeah, he did, and he, you know he got clowned for it too. Yeah, you know? that was because everybody's like, not no big dude letting some man put his hand on on your leg, and you he got just, straight clown. And it wasn't the it wasn't that what he was saying was not true, but he just got a lot of backlash from our people as to why you would even let that even happen to you yeah. grown, grown man but you know no one i'm sure there's a way that you you got to do a dance uh, to a certain extent in order to move i mean you you know some of these rooms you gotta i'm your private things. dancer i dancer for money do <laughs> what you want me to do but i because then it was like well maybe he's talking about um Tyler Perry, and then mm-hmm. his response was like, "Well, I didn't clear anybody. I didn't say who it was, so it's kind of leaving everybody up." Ooh, it's who child. It's the age of yeah. reckoning. It's yeah. coming out. He's he's so upset. Like I will say that. Like just looking at you know, because I'm not really spending too much time looking at what everybody else is doing. But when I did, you know, kind of look into this and see his live, it was just he he came off like he is distraught. Like he has no peace. Yeah, can you imagine? And who came, I think Claudia Jordan came to his defense and was like, he told me, he he talked about this years ago. Like, this is not new for him. It, this has happened years ago. But now he's gaining the courage, like you said, having Cassie come out and he's gaining the courage to speak up. Yeah, it was like, I, I guess he was invited over and it was like for a crazy amount of money. It was like, I just asked you to just take your clothes off for me. Like, mm. just stand here, stand here naked for me. Like that's all I'm asking, and he just was, you know, refused and left, and basically, like I didn't, you know, I'm, I'm I thought I was coming to do a read. You are so, doing a read. So I'm like, I know that's <laughs> right, Bill Cosby. You know what I mean? What am I doing here? Would have put him pop at two in the afternoon. Hello. <laughs> so you know, some people know what they're there for. That's all I'm trying to say. So <laughs> I'm not laughing, but you know, I, encouragement, kudos to him, and encouragement for speaking up and speaking out. And I hope that he finds. Um, some level of peace justice and yeah. vindication yeah from all of yeah. that 
Yeah, if I didn't see it, you know, because it's one of those things where it's like, you don't have, I always say this, you don't owe nothing to nobody. You don't have to do this. But for him to say Cassie gave him the courage mm -hmm. to like come out, you know, because it is somebody so powerful. Um, and again, right. I, I don't know him from a can of paint. However, just what came off or should I say what came across in this video was someone who was being very honest and was distraught. It wasn't about like, I want the attention. I'm, I'm looking, you know, to be trolling like. Yeah, it came right. off like he was looking for some sense of like insurance policy and in, in being public about it. it was I agree. Like, ooh, ooh. I agree. Anyway, mm -hmm. so um, speaking of insurance policies on the internet, uh, the jury found Jonathan Majors guilty of assault and harassment of the ex-girlfriend. Mm. Mm. Okay. And uh, he's you know, at court with his uh, current now girlfriend, Megan Good, right? Mm -hmm. And she, she is standing by. Mm -hmm. now, looking fabulous. Well, let me tell you something. What, I just what, imagine what? her ex-husband Watching TV, saying like what? Saying, damn, Megan, really? <laughs> That's all. He just he just he opened up his Bible, flipped the page, licked his finger, flipped the page. That's damn, Megan. Mm -hmm. She took she left one struggle and took another. Wow, girl. By the minute, <laughs> look, 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 it was that first date. They said cheers to a new relationship, and he's like, hey, I need you to come to court tomorrow. <laughs> Well, I don't, so I saw the video of the, 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 so at first, I mean, you know, you know what most, most of us are going to say, like, sir, sir. No, that, you, no. You, you what, what am I going to say? No, for, that, what? no, that was the message that was like, call me, let me know you made it home. And the message was, I need you to be at court tomorrow. Say, <laughs> like, we've only been on six dates. Like, what the fuck? No, but I'm saying in order for him to get into this situation in the first place, I mean, that's that, that's the, that's that white girl trauma, that white girl tears stuff like that yeah, to yeah, me, yeah. it just, it just speaks volumes, but here we are. So, you know, I, not that I was kind of, you know, like wait and see what the evidence going to be, but did you see the video? Okay. Cause basically, I mean. He did kind of throw like a rag dog and rag doll into the uh into the truck. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I don't mm. condone violence in any way, and I'm not laughing. But sir, you did not want that video to come out. You you went to court and you said you not guilty because clearly um he threw her like he was a superhero. This was like he was an Ant Man or something, or one of one of the Marvel movies that they that they fired him from, um to try to get back his phone. That's what you can you can see, and then. Then he runs and she runs after him. I, mm. Are you laughing? Mm. I mean, no, I'm not laughing. Well, listen, he plays the the villain Kang, uh, the Conqueror. Yeah, in the Marvel well, movie. He was doing that in the in the, on the street over there in New York. Yeah, with, I'm Kang, with, bitch. I'm sorry. With with this shit, yeah. <laughs> he was I'm Kanging her. You know, he just Kang doing his Kang laughing. thing. I'm not laughing, but that clearly was like, sir, sir. You, I don't know why. Why did? Why did you plead not? Yeah. I don't understand. Like, why did Because he said, I, I'm practicing for my role. Y'all are just taking things like. too serious. He did. I was like, ooh, ooh, you shouldn't have done that. So um, clearly, the, um, you know, clearly that came out. That part of it definitely came out. But this is, this is where you got, you know, you, you gotta, y'all got the brothers, y'all got to be more careful out mm. here. Because, you know, wow. now they're saying his whole career is on the line. He is losing endorsements and jobs mm -hmm. over what really is a, it's a misdemeanor assault mm. and harassment. 
And yeah, I can say crazy. not to downplay the charge, mm-hmm. but yeah. you mm-hmm. see what's at stake for, yeah. for all of this. And okay? you know what's so crazy? I said to my husband when we were talking about this, I said, you know what's so crazy? If it was, let's say, hypothetically, Regina King that he was in a relationship with and these assault charges, he may not have lost his endorsements or... I may, yeah, I'm just saying. Oh, like if it was a black a woman, woman of color, yes, I, you know, I'm just giving another name. If it was another a woman of color, it, I don't think they would have cared that much. No, I, I think just say it because I think if if yeah. this was a black woman that that this mm-mm, happened with, mm-mm, mm-mm. we he wouldn't be in the mm-mm. news the way he is. It wouldn't. It would not be. No, you no. you about to lose your job. It no. wouldn't be that. And I just want to, yeah, that's something that we do know. I just want to be very clear. Like you know, we do know that there's a color line here, and I'm not justifying what he did. I'm not. I'm, Hey, man, if you hit a black face, a white face, you know, whatever, you're wrong. However, just seeing that what's like you said, what's at stake here? Yeah, the stakes are a lot higher when, you know, you do when you're a black man and you put your hands on and you hurt a white woman. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bigger deal. Hence, when, you know, a white girl is lost in the world. You know, Amber, yeah, we, like, it's, yeah. yeah, and we're going to see it when it comes down to sentencing, you know, and I, I I'm. This could be a situation where they're gonna make an they're going to make an example, an out, example of him. out of him. I knew you said, yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And that's clearly, you know, she's she's blonde in New York. What do you, what do you what more can can we say over there? She's listen, I just I I, I will never forget uh with what's that show that I love oh, so here much. We go. Godfather well, you know the Harlem. name of the show? I know I'm gonna tell you, I got this right. Don't don't worry, I I got this right. Uh-huh. Bumpy Johnson on his first episode. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. Godfather of Harlem. He's living in Lenox Terrace, you know, rooftop. And he has people come to him for problems. Uh-huh. And a woman comes to him and she says, my son is sick. He has a disease. And Bumpy goes, well, what's wrong with him? She says, "He's he has, it's going to kill him. He's going to get him. It's going to kill him, this disease. And she said, uh-huh. what is it? And she said, he loves white women. Oh yeah. I remember that. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that was not meant to be funny at this particular time and day and mm-hmm. age, you know, like, yeah, it, it was just like that. Like yeah. the mother was distraught and she I said that. she called it a disease that's gonna get him killed. Ooh. And if I remember, did okay. He, I mean, yes, he did. Okay. yes yeah. he did. Yes he did. He ended up he was like the young like Marvin Gaye singing and uh he was dealing mm-hmm. with the gangster's daughter. And yep. as much as you know, she loved him, yeah, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, they, I, yeah. I remember that. I'm just and it kidding. did happen. So that's mm-hmm. how, you know, a, a black mother's concern. Is you know mm-hmm. anyway, mm. so yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, All everything's right, well, at stake. It's a little different, so you know, as black women, we then, see he the game. To, then he try to jump back over the fence with Megan, like sir. <laughs> well, <laughs> like Martin told uh, the black lady in court, you can always come home, sister. You can always come home. <laughs> so you know, we we always have you know we're the most forgiving, and our arms are always uh-huh. open. Arms is open. With arms wide open, come on home, like, baby. Take this charge with you, okay, Megan. But goes, to sh- but he didn't get himself another white woman to come with him to court. Yeah, because you when when times is when times is hard on the boulevard, you know where. Okay, I'm done. All right, you know no, you know where the, you know where your strength lies, mm-hmm. Samson. Okay. okay, all right. Well, speaking of strength, Mr. Vin Diesel is accused <laughs> of sexual battery. <laughs> No, you like that in a lawsuit brought by his former assistant. So he's the Fast and Furious, I would say, franchise star. And sometimes you forget Fast and Furious has been going on since I was like 12 years old. 
<laughs> if they don't make it's a like damn Fast and Furious. Every time I have a birthday, there's a Fast and Furious that comes on. <laughs> Promise you I was a toddler when the first one came out. <laughs> yeah, so this goes back to um, 2010. Uh, the former assistant asked to, Jun- I can't even say the name, Janassen, uh, alleges Diesel forced himself on her in a hotel suite in Atlanta and masturbated in front of her. And I said, well, what's the problem? And then <laughs> she complains that Diesel ignored. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. And it just, it was non-consensual, basically. Um, pinned her body against the wall with his body. Um, she screamed, uh, ran to a nearby bathroom. You know, it's it's pretty graphic in the details. Um, the first the first one that I read, and, and Silly me. I was like, well, what's the problem? <laughs> Perfect. You know what I'm saying? He, he masturbated in front of you. Well, girl, ain't nobody get pregnant. Nobody got hurt. What's what's wrong? Nobody put their hands on you. <laughs> but, oh, you didn't like him like that? Oh, my bad. And then he pushed himself on you. Oh, okay. That's not funny anymore. So, hmm. everybody's getting in trouble. Everything's coming know. out. And this okay, was 2010. So my, my story time, a little side story. So, I remember oh, when I used to go to the Roxy in New York. And Vin Diesel was. Do you remember he was one of the bouncers at the door? Uh, prop. Did he have a nice he had deep hair. voice? Huh? Did he have a nice deep voice? Because that's one thing he has. A yeah, voice. it was him, and and there used to be this this real like Serbian Russian big guy with him. Like it was the two of them, and he was he was the nice one. He was Ooh. always like the nice one. Ooh. I just that's all. I just remember him. Oh, okay. Being well, a bouncer. Has some good memories. That's good. Well. Mm-hmm. That bouncer um, is going to have to pay $10,000 for each violation, plus unspecified punitive damages. If, if he's found in her civil complaint. Oh, yeah. No, well. so. Look, like I said, this is the age of information. All of this, everything that's been kept in the dark is coming out. So this is just is par for the course. This is happening. So, And I know she was alleging this, this uh, young woman alleged that I guess once she complained, she got fired. So his diesel sister fired her from the company hmm. probably right after she complained. So why is it coming out 30 years later? Uh-huh. I, like I said, this is this, everything is coming out now. Well, let me tell you, uh, the young lady's lawyer, which is Claire Lease Cutley of Greenberg Gross LLP, right? I like what mm-hmm. she said. No one is too famous or powerful to evade justice. We hope her courageous decision to come forward helps create lasting change and empowers other survivors. So nobody's mm-hmm. ever too famous. Like, oh yeah, that's a good boop boop do. So all of your uh, mm-hmm. 60 TV filming titles, uh, Mr. Vin Diesel, mm-hmm. that's a lot. That's a lot of work. Oh my God. This has not Ooh. been the greatest. 2023 has been really hard on men, black men, men of color. It's, it's, it's been pretty, pretty tough. I mean, you know how many men are like, shit, because they just been getting away with so much shit for years that they're like, what I do wrong? Like, what's the big yeah, deal? Like, like, ooh, it's, 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 ooh, the tables is turning. Let me tell you, I remember years ago, I was working, I was working in New York and I was home for college and I had this job um, working for this stock market firm anyway. And in the morning, you know how you have construction workers whistling and doing the whole thing? Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget. Now, mind you, I'm like maybe 20. I had this little like sundress on. And this gentleman would always, you know, hey, sweetheart, you know, good morning. Mm -hmm. I keep walking. This one day he literally yelled down the street, sweetie. And I just remember like I kept, I like kept walking. 
And he goes, I will bite your ass. <laughs> and I just was like, oh, and every, it was almost, you know, everybody like in New York and, you know, during rush hour, I was like walking real fast, like, like yeah. crazy ants, it looks like. I promise mm-hmm. you, everybody stopped for like four seconds. I'm not, it is not funny. He, but he came, he came out of the hole from the ground, like with the top hat. Just to say that, right. Cause he was probably looking up. And yelled and was like how he would bite my ass. I just remember I was, that wasn't like a flattering. I was like so embarrassed. I was like, oh my God. Like, I was like, do I, like, am I wearing something wrong? Is it, I was like, oh my God, my dress is see-through. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, is my dress see-through? Now. It was a different time. Definitely. Like, imagine. I mean, even you remember that, like all the cat calls, like you, Taking God forbid you had to walk somewhere. Yeah. They're coming out and they're saying but, all kind of stuff. But look, imagine if that was me today and I would, I'm sorry, sir, what is your name? That yeah, was sexual oh, harassment. It wouldn't, sorry, it wouldn't happen that way today. But imagine. Yeah, it's a different, it's a different today, landscape today. Sure. I, I'm mortified. I, I'm distressed. I'm on my way to work. You know, you've traumatized me. I'm suing. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. No, you're you're right. Yeah, but but back in the day, that was like par for the course. Like you you kind of had to prepare yourself. I remember that. Like yeah. anywhere you walk in the city, you have yeah. a little have a little something showing or a little jiggle. Oh, not my even. And just and you got to be nice. Remember, we would like practice being nice in Harlem. Yeah, like, got to be nice. They'd be like Jersey girls. We'd be like, oh shit. Yep, because if you don't, that whole scene can turn a whole nother way. It can get real. Dudes will get real ugly on you in mm-hmm. a heartbeat. Yeah, it's not like that now though they they yeah they they having to pay it's it's a little different but okay that's good uh, yeah I remember okay. that. well speaking of having to pay mm-hmm. simone biles husband jonathan owens and this is you know the young crew of people um mm-hmm. he's really not bothered by you know this backlash where he claimed that he's the catch in their marriage okay <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mr. Oh. Mr. Simone Biles is saying that he's the catch. How about, how about, how about, how about. So we know she's a decorated gymnast, okay? And his whole thing was, um, okay, so going back a little bit, he was on this podcast with her and um, he basically said that when they first met, she reached out for him first and he didn't know who she was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... I guess, you know, he's feeling like he's, he, he's, he's the pick. He's the pick of the litter. He said, I'm like, let me see who this is. I never really paid attention to gymnastics. So it picked my curiosity. It piqued my curiosity, said the NFL player. He soon learned that Biles 26 was more notable than he realized. The first thing I saw was that she was just had a bunch of Instagram followers. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, she's got to be good. Yeah. I heard this. I listened to his to his interview. You know what you thought? And, well, he's twenty eight, which is is not that young. You know, he's not a baby, but it was very kind of childish, and you know, in the age of social media, because he's basically saying, you know, I was I'm the catch because nobody nobody knew who she was, or at least he did not know who mm-hmm. Simone Biles was. Mm-hmm. And the point I'm, you know, I think everybody is kind of making is like, sir, we didn't know who you were. Right. <laughs> you first of all, you play for the Green Bay Packers and you, your safety. There's mm. that. So she is how many how many gold medals? Jesus. How many decorated medals has mm-hmm. Simone Biles won? Like you, as far as I'm concerned, you missed up Simone Biles. Yes. So it was a little. It was his statement was a bit um, unnecessary. Uh, you you know, just really self focused and like a, a bit narcissistic. A arrogant. Because he didn't know who she he really didn't so he says he didn't know who she was so 
he still kind of looked at himself as he's the catch. And then I don't know if, you know, being who I am, whatever, whatever it was, bringing, bringing, you know, do I want to be in a relationship? I, it's something he was saying, just young people, but they're married. They're, yeah. They're married. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. And, and they seem to be, I call him Mr. Simone Biles. You, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Biles. Mr. Biles. Yeah, this is. And and don't get me wrong. You have a lot of relationships where, you know, they're not equally yoked in terms of like success, let's just say. And that's okay. Like, you know, but I think that that was just not very, um, I I, want to say arrogant, but on the other side of it, it it, it was arrogant, but it was almost like, oh, you're a little bit of an asshole. Because if that's really what it was, um, that's something you could have just kept to yourself. For real. Like, I, I want to see that y'all are a united front. Don't let me figure out that you think you're better than her. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't even know who she was. Like, that. who are you? Like, yeah. it just. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Simone Biles. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that, like, her parents, the ones who push her to be where she's at, they heard of that. And I'm sure they were not feeling that, especially if she has an active father in her life. Ooh. He was probably like, see, now I know I raised you to attract something way better than that. Because. Anyway, yeah, he's he he just young, young and dumb. He'll That's just young out. and dumb. Okay, we'll take it. So yeah, he's but but there he's having his ass handed to him for that comment though. We we don't mm-hmm. have to do it. As we it don't should. gotta do it. I'm telling you, this do. is the time for men. They they getting their asses handed to them. They having to come out of the dark places. This is a <laughs> this is a real it's a real time for the masculines. Y'all this, y'all. Are, I mean, men men y'all gonna have listen. to pay up. That boomerang is boomeranging. Wait, wait. I want to see James Brown when his hair is sweated out. Oh, oh my yeah. God. It's a man's world. <laughs> <laughs> I need James Brown. Sweat. It's a man's world, but it won't be nothing. Nothing without a woman or a girl. So, yeah, y'all run it. But y'all are kind of fucking up with how you're running. Not even y'all. Y'all have been. And now women have a voice. That's really what's mm-hmm. happening. Women have, women have more of a uh, a place in the world, yeah. should I say, where yeah. y'all are now being held accountable for how you've been behaving. A little more so than than previous, yes. That's yes, that's all. You're just being held accountable. Nothing has really changed too much. It's just now you're being held accountable. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, I didn't know I was wrong for giving you a black eye. Like, yeah. That's what okay. happened. All right. Okay. One more? Two more. Yeah, moving on. Mm-hmm. Did you see uh, Taraji P.? was tearing up saying, um, you know, that the struggles and the disparity in pay in the entertainment industry with black women um, really have her feeling at times like she wants to quit. Yes, I saw the yeah. interview. So it was the, the Gail King's uh, Sirius XM radio show. Um, and, you know, I didn't know Gail King had a Sirius XM radio show, but okay. I don't know. I mean, I just turned on the TV the other day and Gail King was on with, a, a Sh- uh, what's her name? Sherry Shepard on her talk show talking about Oprah's favorite things. She came on as a guest talking about Oprah's favorite things. <laughs> anyway, so um, moving forward, I was like, you know what? Just get get it how you can get it, Gail. Get it. So where so where are you and Gail going to be going? You and, um, I'm sorry, Oprah going to be going for Christmas. Well, you know, we travel every year. I'm like, you know what? If, oh my goodness. So she's Mrs. She's Miss uh, Oprah Winfrey. But anyway, yeah. she uh, <laughs> has... You know what I'm saying? She's going for the ride. That's how right. I mean, sure. that's how that's how it goes. Best mm-hmm. best friend. Um, yeah. So she was on her show, and as we know, Taraji P is award winning actress. Like she's she's another one. She's amazing, mm-hmm. and I can go back to Benjamin Button to Tilt. I mean, we can just hidden figures to hidden figures. Yeah, we can go on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, think like a man, she, cookie. <laughs> in you can Empire. tell she gives her all and everything in anything that she does. It's hard out there for a pimp. <laughs> everything in it. Mm -hmm. You name it. She, she's she's by far one of my favorite. And she is, um, I will say that she has range. I can't ever say Taraji's in it so we know what she's going to be playing. Taraji's right. in it so we just know, like, we can dig deep. We can go in the heart. And um, like I said, she's one of my favorites. I admire it. She's dope. So when she gets teared up and she's going on about, you know, she's feeling like she's tired and she's working so hard and she's being gracious and she appreciates what she does. Don't get mm -hmm. me wrong. However, she says she's being paid a fraction of the cost. Yeah. And um, she's, you know, kind of going on about just the repetition and hearing that her fellow actresses saying the same thing, you know, women of color, um, saying that it's all systemic, how, you know, it's it's ongoing and um, th it has to change and it hasn't. So she has many times where she just feels like I'm done, like I'm quitting. She gets a role. She looks at it. Mm -hmm. She goes, for what? I'm done. I'm quitting. Yeah, I would never too. know. I'm thinking like she getting paid and she's good over there. And that's and that's pretty much what she was talking about is what we see versus, you know, the the reality of it, you know, having to pay the people. Because like she was saying, you know, if, if the hair ain't done, we're going to talk about the hair. If the yeah, makeup yeah, ain't yeah. right, we're going to talk about the makeup. If You know, so everything has to be a certain way because we as a collective, we we a little judgy, too, but yeah. that they're not getting paid the same. And that's crazy, you know, especially when you hear about the the Julia Roberts and the Brad Pitts and and the Tom Cruises, and mm -hmm. you hear not only their salaries but the money on the back end, how, you yeah. know that that they're making ad infinitum and and into they're making legacy money, you know, generational wealth, and mm -hmm. that's not happening here. And I, I also I heard um, it was Tiffany um, Haddish, you know, pretty much speaking about the same thing. She's like, you know the the idea of trying to build generational wealth is so much harder for blacks people in the industry than it is for white people you know the unequal compensation is crazy so when you think of what of you know what they put into it which is passion like you you're seeing all of that you know mm -hmm. but knowing that you're not getting paid for something that you're so passionate about and that's that's got to be heartbreaking hmm yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a uh, Meryl Streep, you know, getting more than I'm trying to think of another actress mm. where they compared her and she was like, Why do I have to be another Meryl Streep? Viola Davis, it was her. They oh. were like, You're like a black, you know, uh, Meryl Streep. She's like, Why Why do I have to be a black like Meryl Streep? Exactly, like, right. Like, why can't I just be why Viola I just Davis? Get paid the same. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's yes. crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. systemic, though. It's going and on and. I just, I just hope that I really do hope that that changes because for her to still cry mm. about that and knowing that like, you know, this is the first time ever that we've seen so much color on television. Mm -hmm. So there are some people out there that believe that we should be working for them and not with them. So because those powers are still powerful, it's, it shows it's, it's still showing in her having that tear for, you know, her pay. So it's like, we're going to give y'all a little more play on TV. We're going to put you in the commercials and, you know, you're going to see more color on TV than ever before. But don't think we're going to help you that far where this is how um, the next generation and the next generation after that for people of color, like you said, generational wealth. Like, mm -mm, we're not doing that. Brad Pitt's family is going to be good. But mm -hmm. Taraj, I don't know. Yeah. yeah there's yeah. It's, it's, it's disturbing. It's crazy. It's crazy. Mm. That don't make no sense, though. 
I mean, there's racism in all all this. When people say racism don't exist, like here it oh. is. This is clearly what it is. Listen, somebody said something about boycotting like uh, Procter & Gamble or something. I said, let me tell you something. There's a clan member on the head of every product in my home, I'm sure. From, you know, the candles to this fake Christmas tree I got. I was like, to Heinz ketchup. I promise you. I was like, so that means I'm boycotting everything I have. <laughs> I promise you there's a clan yeah. member somewhere in, the, somewhere in the family line to, you know what I mean? These billion dollar companies. Mm-hmm. That's terrible, but that's that's just my own little take on it. Anyway. Yeah, all right. So, you want to get woke? Um, sure, we can. You, you are asking me? Well, listen here. Mariah Mills is throwing uh, shots at Zion Wilson. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't know nothing about, about their relationship. It's, it's I don't. Kids. Well, you know. No, he's 32. All right. Well, he had he had the baby with his girlfriend, but then the, the adult, uh, I want to say the adult entertainer came out saying that she was sleeping with him. It was just a whole mess, but she decided to um, throw shots at him on the TikTok video. And let me just tell you what she said before we get woke, because it's actually mm. funny. She said, how about you get on a treadmill, speed three, <laughs> level 12, and maybe you'll lose some weight and go for it like an hour too. Second, how about you stop drinking sodas? Three, how about you practice doing three-pointers? Everybody's tired of seeing you do dumps all freaking day. Learn another move. It's getting bored and tired. You're tired and boring, just like you were in bed. Mic drop. <laughs> Out of here. All right. So, you know, listen here, New, or New Orleans Pelicans. Pelican player. <laughs> Somebody, this is this is this is your new Kanye workout plan, okay? Oh man, that was funny. Isn't Stop drinking sodas. Okay, <laughs> get on the treadmill. Okay, Game three level twelve. Hello, hello. This is your new trainer. Okay, oh, there oh. you go. Yeah, she just says she says she's tired of him throwing shots, but really, like that was just I just laughed at it. Like, oh my god, like people that just don't funny. know how to be mad and keep it to themselves. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Look, we got to get woke. So, okay. Are we ready? All right. So, this woke, we are discussing the Netflix movie Leave the World Behind, which, uh, you know, everybody's talk, uh, talking about. This is an apocalyptic psychological thriller that it was originally a book by, um, uh, what's the guy's name? Ruman Alam. And it was produced by Higher Ground, which is a production company that is run by the Obamas, mm -hmm. uh, Barack and um, Michelle. I'm about to call her Melissa. What's Michelle. Michelle. Michelle, Michelle mm -hmm. Obama. Um, and it stars Julia Roberts, Mahershala Ali, Ethan Hawke, Miala, and Kevin Bacon, which um, I don't know, for some reason, I just love me some Kevin Bacon. But anyway, he <laughs> he plays a really good role in this. So um, it has been the most watched film on Netflix in a very long time. And mm -hmm. it has created a lot of buzz on the internet, a lot of fear, a lot of whatever. So it follows the story of the Sanford family who was living in New York City and their mother, Amanda, played by Julia Roberts, she decides to take the family to... Um, I think they all they do is like take a holiday in Long Island somewhere, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, because she says, I, I, I hate people. That's but so funny. This, 
this movie has got so many people talking. So uh, first of all, this this is spoilers alert because we're going to be discussing some of the Easter eggs that we placed in this movie and trying to figure out the perspective of why and what and who and where and why. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. I, I know you watched it. Yeah, um, I sure did. For well, one question: What did you think about it? What did you What did you like it? Did you What did you think about the movie? Okay, so just for starters, I am one of those people who I pay attention to certain actors who find themselves on Netflix. And I do assume this is going to be good. So when I saw when I saw uh, Julia Roberts and um, I, I don't want to mess his name up. Um, Ethan Hawke? No, no. Well, Ethan Hawke. Mahershala? Uh, Mahershala Ali. Yes. Mm-hmm. So those two together, I was like, oh, this is going to end. And the title, Leave the World Behind. I was like, mm, this is going to be good. I just, I can't front that those two names and the title had me. And then the trailer looked like, okay, this is something I can definitely see. And I thought it was very good. It was definitely a movie that I'm going to call it food for thought. It was a movie that was filled with so much substance and reality. And it was, it because it was su- such reality, I will say it was disturbing. Mm, yeah, definitely. Um, so, Yeah. I liked mm-hmm. it. Of course, mm-hmm. I liked it. I think there was so many, um, so many ideas messages, messages. and hidden messages in it. So mm-hmm. let's just kind of go through some of them. Some of the things that I noticed. I actually watched it twice. Um, so the one thing I noticed <laughs> is uh, the names, everybody's names, mm-hmm. particularly Julia Roberts' character was Amanda. Mm-hmm. And if we notice, she was very aggressive and she was the one kind of making the decisions like a man, Amanda, which mm. I thought was very interesting. Mm. Meanwhile, her husband played by Ethan Hawke, his name was Clay. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. had seen throughout the movie, Clay was very, Clay didn't have no backbone. He was the one that was kind of, you know, um, wasn't really making decisions. I was very surprised at the very beginning of the movie yes. when she was like, um, this is basically what I, I packed your bag. This is what we're doing. And I, I was looking for him to have some pushback, like, well, um, I got things to do or something. And yes. he was kind of on board, like, okay, well, you know, I love a vacation with the kids. And she just upended his the whole family life on her the premise where she was like, I just discovered I don't like people. It was so, so funny. We're though. going away. And his so, response was, was like, okay. <laughs> and that was pretty much what it was throughout the entire movie. I mean, this man um, was, even though he was the head, so to speak, of the family, he was very much like Clay. You, mm-hmm. He did not, he didn't have any weapon when it was time to defend his family. He left them, you know, went out and, um, and got lost because yeah. didn't know how to navigate. Um, mm-hmm. He was very ineffective and, and very kind of weak. And I think that was on purpose. Mm. Um, we noticed throughout the movie, there was a lot of blue. I mean, it started off with their bedroom. And when you remember uh, uh, Ethan Hawke's character was in the bed speaking to Julia Roberts and yeah. the whole entire bedroom is this, this what I would call like a haint blue. Hmm. And there was a crack over his head. So to me, I mean, you know, you could talk about whether the blue represents democracy or it doesn't represent democracy. Maybe it represents the deep state, which is the government behind the government. But I thought that was very, um, hmm. very telling because even there was some scenes where they, they're bathed in a blue light. So I don't know if you noticed that, but that was something that set me off. Um, hmm. Another thing was the white lion that that oiler tank that started kind of started off the movie and it hit the beach 
Yes. And if yes. you look at the name on that tank, it was the white, it was the white lion, which is the, was the first slave ship to come into, I think it was Virginia back in like the 1600s. The white lion. So, the white lion. So mm-hmm. why they named this oiler, the, the white lion was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. of, of course, everybody's talking about that white Tesla scene where the Tesla's Driving basically themselves. became, uh, you know, yeah, started driving themselves and became operational. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and knowing that in reality, what did we just have just recently? There was a there was a recall, a recall. Over like two million Teslas. But the, and, and they were piled up for miles and miles and miles when they finally, you know, it was a tight shot. <laughs> and then when they finally pull back to let you see, it was just a oh, my God, that is all these cars. First, for you, first thing you think is. It is possible. It is possible. They they are yeah, car, cars are driving themselves. Possible. They're driving and, and themselves and parking themselves. Who got out the car? <laughs> if you remember the Tesla scene, who got out the car first? The, the husband. No, no, Amanda. She's the one that told. She told Clay, the husband, to get back in the to 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 basically back up because he's like, oh look, there's help coming. Like no, oh right, and she's one. like, get back in. They're they're gonna get in. okay. Yes, yes, yes. I'm yes, just yes. I'm just again. It was like here's this weak man. He's sitting in the car like, oh look, help is coming. Like no, these these Teslas are attacking us. So silly, silly Clay, silly white man. But whatever. Right, right. Um, you know, uh, the daughter, Mahershala's daughter. First of yes. all, Mahershala's name was G. H. Scott. So I don't know if that's a play on Gil Scott Heron, who, you know, we know famously the 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 revolution will not be televised, uh. or um Dred Scott, you know, because that, that came to mind as well, you know, the man being two fifths of the of a man and he, you know, sued um the slave who sued to be a man. So I don't know if that's a play on the name, but I thought that was really interesting. Uh, but his daughter, Ruth. And, you know, sometimes Ruth was ruthless because her whole thing was like, you know, basically, Dad, if if the world goes crazy, you need to stop sticking your neck out for these white people. That's what that was her message. What I got. Yes. And his Mm -hmm. response was more like uh, it it wasn't it wasn't as strong as I thought it was going to be. Do you remember that? Yeah, I think his conversation, his response was like, we're going to do the right thing. Like Which is that to help, helps, help the to help, to help them. And she was help like, first of all, this is our house. How are we in the basement? Like, hold on a minute. That was her mm-hmm. whole thing. And she, you know, don't get me wrong. She was a little bit obnoxious. I will say that. But then a part of me felt like Julia Roberts character kind of deserved that. Like she, she oh, deserved, she, she deserved it. You know what I'm saying? Cause it was like, this is our house. This is ours. Like I'm going to have myself a cup of water. Like she had to like, let it be known. Like, yeah, we went to the Philly harmonic. Like, yeah, we go to the symphony. Like, yeah, my dad has friends. Like, she mm-hmm. she had to really let her know. Oh, and I, but I did like how when they were like, "Where do you all live?" They're like Brooklyn. He's like, "Oh, nice. It's affordable now. Like you know, everybody's <laughs> moving out there." But he didn't say it in a way to be you know um, you know he he wasn't trying to be malicious in how he said it or to be arrogant. Right. He was just saying it like, "Oh yeah, you know, my daughter wanted to move out there. She couldn't wait to get to Brooklyn." And I hear that you know it's really coming up now. And but that's something that they would say to us. That Absolutely. he said it in such a way how like white folks got a chance to see like, yo, that's how you be talking to black people. You know mm. what I mean? Who have any sense of, you know, like, oh yeah, now it's a cool that. place to be. Oh, I laughed at that part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and just Amanda, that's Julia Roberts, just kind of being in disbelief, like you said, about, oh, y'all, y'all are coming from the Philharmonic? This, this you, is this is your this, house? Really? Okay. Okay. So then, and then she, then she quizzed him and tested him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me see your like, ID. Let me, let me, you know. in your, in your own house, but. 
let me see your ID. And then he was like, he was like, I wish that we would have met because you would have been able to match the voice, you know, and the person mm-hmm. when we find, you know, he was so like nice about it and all of it. And then, uh, what is it? Was it Kevin Bacon, Ethan Hawke? Which one is it? Her husband. He Clay. was cool with it. He was like, yeah, like I'm having a drink with the guy. Like, let's just help the people out. He had no mm-hmm. sense of, you know, he, he didn't know he, his heart was in the right place too. Like, let, let's, you know, let, let's figure this out. She was like, absolutely not. I cannot sleep in this house with them. Da, 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 da. And he was like, well, it is kind of their house. That was, I, I, I think that was very telling as to like the dynamics of, you know, whether Amanda, Amanda stood for like a Karen. And oh. then you have, you know, the white guy who was essentially, I mean, he was, he was very useless throughout the whole movie. Hmm. You know, maybe good hearted, maybe, you know, heart was in the right place. But when it came down to it, if the world is under attack or there's this huge cyber attack, your family is in jeopardy. They really show like he had no skills and no nothing, no survival, anything, you know, and and it was sad because even when his son, the teeth were falling out, you know, and that's, you know, whether that's radioactivity or or the the sound waves that can happen if there's some sort of attack, biological warfare, whatever it is, uh-huh. you know, and he, he basically was in tears, you know, on his knees because just oh. to get the basics to, so his son could survive, you know, the father's crying to the man that, you know, for, for, for everybody Imagine. thought was the weirdo, you know, the one yeah. that had the information and was preparing and was prepared. And he was so, prepared. And had to get, had to, everybody had to go to that man, the one that was, you know, wearing his cowboy boots and his cowboy hat. And, uh-huh. <laughs> and on the porch with a, with a rifle. The one everybody thought was crazy. Now, but I was played brilliantly by Kevin Bacon, who, like I said, okay. he's, he's like one of my favorite actors. One of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, another thing that I was, that I thought was interesting was the storyline with Rose. That was their daughter, the youngest, yes. the, the, the white family's youngest daughter. I like daughter. that. Mm-hmm. And her obsession with Friends. Mm-hmm. And if you, you know, we, I mean, I never watched Friends. That nope. is so funny because that, that, it defined an era. You know, for me, Friends was the show that tried to knock out Girlfriends. Remember, Girlfriends was on. And yeah. it was created to kind of push Girlfriends out the spot. So I never watched Friends. But however, no. there's a whole generation, and now you you can see this is this is a generation after that kind of got wrapped up in that storyline. So, um, one of the things that is you watch Rose, you know, she's she's very intelligent, but she's and could be kind of woke if that's what you want to use yeah. it because yeah. she tells that story about the man in the boat and you know how he missed all the signs and yes. her that's whole a- but her but her whole point was. You know, there's something going on. She was saying it like there's something mm-hmm. I'm seeing. I see the animals. She was paying yes. attention. I'm like, yes, you see all of this, right? Mm-hmm. And then she goes, she finds that house, the house yeah. with the red door, which I think mm-hmm. is significant. And what does she do? First of all, she breaks into the house. So funny. And as you can see, the house is set up like a fallout shelter. Like it is, it's equipped with <laughs> um, with plants are growing. There's, you know, there's food. There's, mm-hmm. it looks like it could be sustainable for you know, a, a whole fallout, you know? Yeah. So instead of, you know, what she could have like gone back to get a family, whatever, what does she do? She pops a V, she pops a, the friend's oh. uh, tape in a VCR and she eats all the junk food. Oh. And if you want, and you're looking at her, she is bathed in that blue light again, mm-hmm. which to me is very symbolic of, you know, she's speaking for the generation and this generation can be very lost, you know, mm-hmm. when it's, when it's time to stand up mm-hmm. and do something, mm-hmm. which she had an opportunity to do, she sat there and, and watched TV and ate junk food. 
Yeah, like to me, it's like a sign of like being caught up in social media, like friends, like they're mm-hmm. really not your, your, your millions of friends. And the fact that she had the options, did you see how like when, when the options of the movies finally opened up, somebody had old school DVDs. Mm-hmm. And all the, yeah, she just looked up like, oh, so that part was so funny. That was like such a kicker. Like finally she's getting what she wanted. But you know, like you said, for this generation, they're very caught up in all those options. And it is, you know, significant to social media. And like you said, that was her main concern when the world is ending. She didn't even look at it as like, oh my God, I haven't seen my family. Like, you know, I, I'm, I know something's going on. She just wants to watch her damn friends. And that is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When she, when she had it to me, like an opportunity to do a little more and not to say she didn't, but she, she chose violence right there. Like, oh, okay. That's and, really- and the parents, the parents were looking for this exact location that she found herself in. <laughs> That's what they've been looking for the whole time, the whole time. So she found it. But to me, it's also significant. Like, it's also like a message to parents. Do you have a child that has common sense and street smarts Mm. and integrity when it comes to decisions? Not to say, you know, you want to scare your child to the world is ending, but on a serious note, like, um, like a man being prepared, you know, we do expect to be able to stand behind a man and let him lead. You know, are you with somebody who can lead? That's one thing for people to ask themselves. And on the other side of it, do you have a, are you, do you have a child that, you know, you could trust my child will make some good decisions. Mm. I think, um, I think this movie prepared, for shoot. two, two things. One is not just your child, but are you, how close is your family? Is your family prepared for mm-hmm. something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, it it shows you the different perspectives of when people are not prepared. So if something like this were to happen, mm-hmm. what is what is the plan? So instead of you know putting in that that fear plan, which happens when you gotta you gotta move at a second's notice, that fight or flight, mm-hmm. what is the the calculated plan that your family has? And I think that's what this movie did speak to. Um, another perspective, which I'm not entirely sold, but I think people should be aware is there's such a thing called predictive programming where you look at, you know, certain books, certain movies. I mean, we see it, we talk about it all the time where certain movies and, you know, books that you read or different things that you say, they convey a message to sort of prepare you or program Mm -hmm. you, um, to act when certain stimulus or things happen. So, you know, was this movie a kind of way for those in power, elites or whatever, specifically in like the tech world and the and the finance world, because that's what we saw playing out in this movie. Is this a way for them to kind of warn the public of what could be a cyber attack or something to happen, which, um, you know, is also another perspective. I mean, again, I'm gonna put on my, and I don't call it my conspiracy hat, but just think Mm -hmm. about it. Even with COVID, when that happened, if you go back to 2019 to event 201, and that was something that was put in place by Johns Hopkins University and Bill and Melinda Gates, the the foundation, where Mm -hmm. they basically put together a pandemic exercise, what would happen? And what they came out of that meeting was saying the government should really work with social media. That was pretty much the bottom line, like in order to control the narrative. That's that is what would number one on the list would need to happen if some sort of pandemic broke out. And then what happened? We had 2020. 
We had the pandemonium happen. And what did we see? I mean, you can go today and Google or put in coronavirus on YouTube and nine times out of 10, you'll get a message which says, you know, this information has been checked to be false or something like that. And that is how our government has infiltrated play, the tech world or places of free speech. So we've seen it before. This, this, right. this, it doesn't mean that it's, it, it, it has happened before. So, you know, could this movie give a warning? And the fact that it was consult, you know, I mean, Obama, our former president, was one of the major consultants on this movie and wanted it to be real. So mm-hmm. what is he really, what is the message here? What are we, they really trying to tell us? So to be mindful of that, but not in a way of putting fear. You know, I don't mm-hmm. believe in operating in fear with this, but just something like we need to be aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's like he stepped away. He's like, I'm not your president. However, message, trying to throw some messages out there. Um, I do want to say this, though, also that I took away was that when they had to get medicine for the son, right? Mm-hmm. And he offered him money. The funny thing was that the people who uh the um the people who initially were supposed to be i guess the movers and the shakers they were like putting their money in different places and telling uh uh telling the black man like you know good luck and he was like Mm -hmm. yeah he was like for whatever reason it seemed like they really meant it you know when Mm -hmm. he moved his money and said good luck like so anyway moving forward when they go to the gentleman and ask for medicine for his son the teeth are falling out he's getting sick and he he, uh, basically had you know maybe he was bit by a tick whatever it was money didn't matter currently had no power there was no the need for money it it was like it made the character with the gun laugh he's like what good is that what is that like what is like what is okay and like i have ten thousand right now okay so everybody's bouncing this like you know significant amount of money around and it almost seemed as though that the big wigs were in you know possibly in a safe haven somewhere but that was mm-hmm. no money money so what do you do if currency really doesn't matter yeah you, i mean my thing is you better know a skill or learn a skill because right. that's that's going to it's going to be a new barter system if they had to do away i mean even now mm-hmm. there's talks to like the dollar going you know being obsolete and so many different you know so many different theories on that but this is where I'm like, you gotta, you, you don't want to be clay. You don't want to be that man, you know, who has these, these, uh, skills that don't transfer when it's time to survive, when it's time to keep your family alive. What is, what is the value in that? You know, right. Who, who wants a dollar when you can't, you can't do nothing with that dollar. Right. We need to make sure that we're able to sustain and ma- maintain our, our, our livelihood, our lives. How do we, how can we do that? Right. When your dollar's no good here. So yeah, that was and and it, it happened so fast in that you know, in the movie, like, okay, well at, at this point it's an emergency situation. So right. where you gonna where you gonna use your dollar? Where's that what's what good is that gonna be? Right. Well, let me ask you also, what was the remember the noise that they would hear and cause everybody to just drop? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's that to me is a form of biological or biological warfare. It's like a cyber attack. And that I believe that's one of the reasons why the son, uh, Archie, his teeth fell out. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, you remember back in the day when 
I don't know if you've ever, I've experienced that, but sometimes you could pick up radio waves and the old fillings. Oh, when you have old metal fillings, fillings, you could feel like a little, feel the ting. You could feel like, or you can hear, you know, the vibration of the sound, like son, like a sonic sounds. That was cool. like back in the day because the, the, the metal that was used. So yeah, I'm just good. using that theory and I'm just expanding like we, this is, this something very real, you know? There's certain sounds that children can hear, that adults can hear. You know, their ears are more, there's certain decibels that children are more susceptible to. That's why they say they probably put the program in, in certain children's programs. There's certain sounds that can't be heard by the time we get to our adult ears. So it's, it's along those lines, you know, can that be used, if it gets in the hands of the wrong people, can that be used to, um, for some sort of warfare? Yes, it can. But that's absolutely, I believe that's absolutely what it was. Yeah. Um, there's radiation levels detected. What's that? They, they were, they were saying it was elevated radiation levels were detected near multiple populations, like in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, like it's just it as warfare. Okay. Just going off. Yeah. It was, whew. there's a lot to unpack in that. And the animals, so, the animals you know, move. Animals get your families move. together though. Like, I mean, come up with a, with a plan. Hmm. I think we all would do best to come up with a plan, if anything, not, not fear monger. And, you know, we, we all in fear and the world is going to shit, you know, but just understand it's politics as usual. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Right. This is, this is, yeah. You want to be not, not paranoid and scared, but just aware that. Aware and prepared. Very prepared. Okay. Forewarned is forearmed. Yeah. Ooh, you better go ahead. All right. Okay. Warn them. Okay. All right. All right. Let's get up out of here. Um, and give it to me now. some weekend D. You got it going on. I used to be scared of the dick. Now I throw lips to the shit. Handle it like a real bitch. Have a hunter. Janet Jack me. Take it in the bun. Yes, yes, what? behind leave it (laughs) all right what you got you know how we do okay 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 so this is more of on the relationship tip but you know what i mean we're we're multifaceted we we, it ain't it ain't all gotta be about the d and um hopefully we can help this sister out because this this sounds um like a okay so she's she's 36 Mm -hmm. and she's been dating her long-term boyfriend for about five years Uh, five years too long but okay. and he he's 40. So they were living together for four years and he broke up with her about a week ago. Um, she said he was kind of making her feel like, uh, you know, they were a little distant, but she didn't realize how bad it was until he broke up with her. So she's really blindsided. She's like, just overnight, her life has changed. It's, you know, turned upside down. I don't understand why he didn't say anything the entire time this happened. I'm thinking things would have been normal. We still did activities together. We went out to dinner. We walked a dog. Everything seemed really good. So she's like, do you have any tips on how I can let go? Um, I've been through breakups before, but this one is just hitting me different. Ooh, ciao. Ciao. 
Wah. Oh, stop, stop. This, this, this is um, serious. Uh, 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 okay. I, okay, so I'm going to go with this. And it's not it's not right, but it's okay. Like Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. The best way to get over somebody. Stop. Is to get up under somebody. <laughs> I'm a firm believer. I'm a, let me tell you, this is as, yeah, I, I'm sorry to tell you, you know, a, a, a friend called me some time ago and said, you gave me the best advice. I said, what I tell you? They said, you told me when, when the times get tough, the tough get social. I said, I said that, well, not in those words, but basically what you said was, what you said was like, you know, keep it, keep socializing, you know, keep moving on. Like, don't like sit at home and be sad. And like, if you, you know, continue to go out, have dinner and, um, you know, like people call it rebounds. Let me tell you mm-hmm. something. I look back and I'll be like, oh my God, I should have been sad at home crying. But what was I doing? I was, I continued to be out dating and you could call it a rebound if you want. But I tell you one thing I wasn't doing was crying mm. and you can call it filling a void. You can call it whatever you want, but I continue to put that nine to five up on the shelf and I enjoyed myself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And time just went on by. And next thing you know, I'm like, oh my God, it's three months ago. We broke up. And it's like, well, what, you know what I mean? Like it kind of helped me not to say forget and call it a void if you want, but it, it filled my happy space. I was okay. I was, I, you know, and don't get me wrong. I would have my moments of like talking about it. Like, you know, I'm, I really can't believe that things went that way, but you know, I guess I have to chalk it up and say it was a good run. Like, wow. But you know, for the fact that you gave him five years to begin with, like, let's start there. Um, so, mm. so he, he, he's a, he's a motherfucker for that. I will say that. Mm. Like you, you definitely got blindsided. Like, mm-hmm. But especially if that, if, I don't know if they wanted to get, oh yeah, I know that, you know, she didn't want to get married, but um, mm. Yeah, I think five. Yeah, to you know, it it only takes somebody eighteen months to really see pretty much all facets of somebody, in my opinion. Like by the time you're eighteen, you know, twelve, eight, twelve months, eighteen months, you pretty much know this person, and you know this part. You 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 know what you're gonna do with them. So I mean, I think you know, she didn't ask us what we thought about the five years, but the fact that they are broken up. So, um. Mm, you know, mm, I, and look, I think we we've all been there, and some of them, you know, hurt a little more than the others. So, what I would say, sis, is you know, allow you to, allow yourself some time to grieve. Like I used to be, like, okay, I'm gonna take 15 minutes, and I'm gonna just be down in the dumps. But after that 16th minute, I'm I'm not even gonna be there no more. Like I would have to put myself mm. on a little timer because mm. you know you do have to acknowledge the pain. It's almost you know sometimes <laughs> it's almost like a, a death. It's a breakup is like a death. That mm. That part, you'll never get back to that type of life again. Even if, you know, for some reason, strange reason, y'all get back together. You'll never have that again. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you have to mourn the loss of that and give yourself permission to do that because, you know, losing that relationship is also losing the future that you envision for yourself. So allow yourself that time, but keep it simple. Don't don't wallow in it. And that's, that's, a, that's the fine line. Um, I would also say make sure that you have a strong support system around you. You know, you ain't got to tell everybody your business. That's not what it's about. But to have like, you know, your sister girl, your friend, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, your mother, your your somebody that you could just speak with and can and somebody that can actually give you, you know, some guidance and some coping strategies that you're going to need, you know, when you get a little overwhelmed, because like like she said, you know, this one is this is a little is a little different than some other breakups, especially because of the blindsidedness of it all. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. And I mean, I don't necessarily condone like getting up in front underneath somebody else so quickly. 
but hmm. I also believe in following your spirit. And if that's what's going to make you feel good, understanding that, you know, I, I think it is a rebound period. I don't think you bounce, you know, you could bounce on somebody else's dick, but it ain't, it ain't going to be the same. So yeah, you know what it is. Yeah. I, yeah. Just, you know, you're not, you're not getting out and formulating another going to be five year relationship. So, no, quickly. you know, no, give yeah. yourself some space, go out and enjoy, practice that self-care, which is more important. I'm like, go date yourself. You know, That's true. I go on dates with myself. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's something that you, if you haven't been incorporating that, this is the perfect time to do yeah. it. I like, you me. know, love, love on you. You know, I'm going to take myself to the movies. We go into the nicest restaurant. I'm going to make myself a reservation for one. And some people don't like but, to do that. Yeah, I was about to say, some people do not like being by they themselves. Don't, I tell they people, don't like to be by themselves. Like, but what? I'm like, yeah, I like me. I love me. Oh, I'm like, oh, I'm taking me shopping. I'm going, yeah. I love doing that. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, create these new ways of, of enjoying you. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, after this kind of Something breakup, like this. because you're going to need that. You know, create a new routine. Like I'm, a, I'm, you know, today I'm going, I'm gonna go roller skating in the park today. Oh yeah, there you, you know? go. Get me in the park. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm gonna go and feed the squirrels. I, just anything. Just goodbye. You know, <laughs> what? I think nuts I'm everywhere. Everybody getting a nut. By any means necessary, I'm getting a nut. <laughs> Oh, but you know, and I'm also can tell us like, take this as an opportunity, you know, we, and I, I look at like rejection is like God's protection and it really is. Oh so yeah, that's good. You get past this, this, which you will, you know, you, you'll survive and you'll get past this heartbreak and you will realize mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how much protection was coming for you mm-hmm. at, the, at that moment, at that time, you, you'll mm-hmm. see it. There'll be a point in time when you look back and be like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I'm so thankful. I'm so filled with gratitude because- mm-hmm. Had that not happened, I wouldn't have experienced this, whatever that is that's coming for you. So plan for that. You know, look ahead, like set those goals for yourself and look ahead because that's it. This is this is an opportunity. It may not feel like it now. It may not look like it, but it actually is because you, mm-hmm. you can't say anything in life that happens. It's always it's a reason behind it. You don't necessarily have to figure out all the reasons and why, but know that things are happening for your greatest and highest good. Mm-hmm. So. He just mm-hmm. he just did what you probably wouldn't have done for your best interest. There you go. That's all. That's all he did. Yeah. So thank him for that, and you'll you'll come to a point where you're going to actually thank him for making himself in, invisible and getting up out of your life. You'll get there. Yeah, with Absolutely. with time, mm-hmm. with time. A few things on that. Um, speaking of rebounds, I'm not saying jump up under somebody, but hey, if that's going to make you feel better, <laughs> okay, I like. I, listen, I, and, and the funny thing about that is that men don't care. So if you mm-hmm. come straight up front and you're transparent and you're like, you know, I'm just getting out of something. I'm really not trying to dump, you know, jump into something serious. I'm telling you right now, like Chris Rock said, men are always saying, want some dick? That is mm-hmm. always the soundtrack of their lives. I promise you, he doesn't Absolutely. care. If you tell him, I just, I'm not trying to end this. He like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Perfect. I doubt Timmy's going to say, oh, because I really wanted something serious. I was hoping that we didn't sleep together tonight. (laughs) No, he's not going to say that. I will bet you my refund check. He's not going to say that. (laughs) 
And for me to bet you my refund check is a big deal. I'm betting on black, bitch. He is not going to deny you. He's going to still give you what you want. So men don't care. Don't You can be transparent and be like, look, this is what it is. Um, second of all, uh, I know that I had gone through a breakup and um, I was told by a very wise woman that, you know, stepping away will be the best thing for me. And she said, it's going to go one of two ways. Either one, you'll be singing, you know, best thing I never had by Beyonce, you know, like one of the, you know, hypothetically. Or, you know, this could be your wedding day coming up. It's gonna, it's, there's no in-between here. Like, this is a teller. And looking back at it, she was right. I really, like, you know, dodged a bullet. It wasn't for me. You know, I'm better off. And in lieu of that breakup, I ended up meeting somebody, like, in the airport one day. Like, on, on the heels of being sad. Like, you know what? Like, just having conversation. And me and this guy hit it off for, like, a whole year. Like, I didn't have time to be sad. Like I was so busy and out and like, you know, so many events and I'm getting dressed and we're, we were here, there and everywhere. And he, and I was very clear with him. I just broke up, da, 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 you know what I mean? He like, cool, I'm going through a divorce. I was like, okay, well, you know, kumsi, kumsa. And we were just hanging out and we had, and I'm just trying to tell you in terms of the breakup, don't get me wrong. It was a, uh, oh my gosh, like a devastation, but I was just so filled with a different type of happiness. Yeah. So it was like, you can call it rebound if you want, call it what you want. You know what I mean? Like it, it all, everything kept moving forward for me and, um, your friends will help pick you up. Mm -hmm. I will say that as well. Like you said, have your people, you know, around you. And it's always nice to have people that you can be transparent with. You know, I'm hurting, um, a song can come on and I know that feeling that bottom lip starts to quiver, honey. And the tears are coming and you'd be like, it's that damn song. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and a crowd of people are around you and you're like holy shit are there tears coming down my eyes I hope they don't see me I wish I could disappear <laughs> oh. I know that I've been there many a times all with that one damn song or a movie or whatever it is mm. and you know if you're with people who you just let them know I mean sometimes having that shoulder to cry on it's like yeah girl like even if you have somebody who they let you just go on and on and ramble for an hour and they don't make you right. feel no way. Those are the best ones. And they will tell you about yourself when you come out of it. Don't get me wrong. Remember that day? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. But you know, you're grateful that you can be transparent with them and be yourself and be vulnerable, you know, cause eventually you will come out of it. Right. So it's just going to take time. That's mm-hmm. all. Just a little time. Can't get over it. And, and I love that it is happening at the end, closing out the year, so she can move into twenty twenty four with a with a whole new set of eyes, with a with a whole new new plan and a goal. So, well, she'll thank listen, him. Thank him. They they have five years in, so the holidays to me is is it's a telling time of like, what mm-hmm. are we doing? If you want yeah. to evolve in a relationship, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing? You know, kids, families are you know coming together. Like, absolutely. Five years, like, mm-hmm. bye. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think I think we gave us some great advice. Well, if not a testimony, I've been there. I've been there. I've been. I've been. I've been standing in a, a, a what the Vegas hotel lobby. I don't know where. Remember I told you, and some video came on. Yes, yes, you did tell me. So good. Wait, was it Maroon Five? Wasn't Maroon Five came on. It was a trigger. Tap on my window. Like I was there. What hotel was I at? The uh, the the wind in Vegas. Standing in the hotel in the hotel lobby, trying to Mm -hmm. trying to check in. Mm -hmm. After that, it was like, "Ma'am, you're next." (laughs) (laughs) I can't watch it. Oh man, that'll get you. 
They done got me. Like, oh my God. You didn't even okay. know. You're like, I've been trying to hide it for some. I've been trying to pack it in this in this carry-on bag. Yes. Pack all this pain. Oh, <laughs> goodness. But, you know what? I started to take on this mind frame, kind of like with like seasonal depression. Like I decided, like, I'm not gonna be sad that winter's coming. I'm gonna be happy. Like you just decide. Yeah. I decided that when I break up, I get happy and look at it as like a new chapter. So yeah. I say like, oh, that was a good run. And I'm, and I'm excited for what's next. It's a choice. It is definitely a choice. So. Yeah. Good time. Look at a tabloid magazine. People move on. J-Lo has had mad covers and it's always been <laughs> with somebody else. If anybody, her and that damn, um, what's her name? Jennifer Aniston. If people can't encourage you to move on, you know, phew, mm-hmm. I'm encouraged. I am so encouraged. Yeah. You can move on. Okay. All right. Well, let's jam on it. Let's do it. Jam on it. Jam on it. Somebody told me, have some good energy, Shatara. It's the new year. And I said, I always have some good energy. How about that? So my jam is Reasonable Doubt, Jay-Z, Politics as Usual. How you like them apples? And I'm going to take you back. That was 1996. Mm -hmm. So in the beginning, it's just a little do, 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 do. You know how we do. And then that's how that's how Daisy just kind of always, you know, gave him gave you a little a, a couple of words to hear his voice. And um, yeah, this this was the uh, this was the bomb right here, the Reasonable Doubt album. I don't know if you remember the whole album, but of course I you can do. play this from beginning to end. And it was just a smooth like damn. And then in this song, he's talking about politics and you know the the allure and the life and liking nice things and. Um, we were laughing earlier because he talks about getting like matching uh, VCR sets and Magnavox <laughs> TVs. And, and it's like, yo, he dated himself, but that was like balling back then. Like, you know, I'm in the act, act I wear black a lot. Like he just, he just, oh man. He, he talks about the time and the era and nice things and you know, the politics behind, you know, hustling. Oh, it's just, yeah, not being dope. able to break his underworld ties. And it, this mm-hmm. is it, you know, cause the, the chorus is like, it's pain. This is this pain, this pain again, you know. I, and I, I thought that was so brilliant in light of he's, you know, spitting, you know, Jay Z always spitting, spitting those bars about, do you it. know, we don't lease, we buy the whole car as you should. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. The furthest you've been is to the Poconos. E- Listen, when it comes to this cheese, y'all be like three blind mice. Like, what? Yeah, but, at, you know, at the same time, it's, there's a pain to it so you know you gotta you gotta give it like there's a difference between a rapper and an artist like Jay-Z's all you know I forever love Jay-Z he's always been an artist and right. yeah this was this was his debut this was when he came out that was 1996 wow yeah I had, I had, a, I had a few runs with Jay-Z I, I thought there was an interview recently where he mentioned this Reasonable Doubt album and said something about like this wasn't the fact that he didn't like it like he felt like he wasn't prepared like from what he was even talking about and oh. looking at like the studio and just how everything was like put together. Like mm-hmm. that, to me, that was like his best. Like, uh, you know, the Black album was good. I mean, you can go on, he has some great albums. However, for this to be the first, like this was the best album for me to this day. Like that, this was a true Jay-Z. This is the one where if you ask, you know, younger people, they, they don't know. Like, they don't know, they don't even know. Yeah. Like this was it. Um, yeah, he, he said something about his preparation for this album. He wishes oh. it better. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I, w- I would have never known. I was like, I thought this was like tied up sweet. Like, I don't. Mm. This you was, know. yeah, that was. I mean, what is this, 96? 
06, 16. Uh, it's, what is it, almost, uh, thir- was it almost 30 years? <laughs> it's almost 30 years old. So, and it's still, it's, it's a, it definitely is a classic. It is. Definitely a classic, yeah. Politics as usual, which is, you know, this is what you, you gotta know. Politicking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, black folks Good say it is a little different, you know? Good one. I'm going to put it in my Magnavox. Mm-hmm. On my VCR. Politic ourselves. See, politics, fuck politics. Niggas, politics, they selves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 ah, good times. And, you know, just, yeah, there was, there was a lot of politics behind um, uh, Leave the World Behind. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. All right. Look. Yeah, this was a good one, but we have come to the end, and we have come to the end of 2023, and we are just so blessed and so thankful that we are still doing this, and that we have listeners and supporters um, who are with us, and we do this for y'all. I mean, I love that I do this with my sister, and we're we're doing this podcast, and it's been ooh, we're like four years strong now. Whoa, um, yeah. But it's still a joy every time. Every time we do it, it's it's still a joyful thing. So I'm just so appreciative um, that we're able to do this together, that we're able to share in our creativity and that that we're able to share it with others. So I am tremendously blessed. I'm so grateful. I'm filled with so much gratitude that we will continue in 2024 with new episodes. Am I getting... Uh-uh. I know I'm not getting emotional. Hold Hold on. On. Let me get my helium for you. Hold on. Is that what that was? <laughs> Don't cry about it. Happy holidays. It's going to be 2024. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. These are my birthday balloons in the house. Oh, my gosh. I've been saving them for this day. <laughs> oh, man. Look, y'all, you can subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Speaker Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify. Please watch That's What I'm Saying, the TV show weekdays on Island TV or download the Island TV app. Follow us on Instagram at TwizPod. That's T-W-I-S-P-O-D. And Shatara, what else do we need everybody to know? Have a question for the Weekend D Report? Want to advertise with us? Want to keep up to date on all my upcoming comedy shows? (laughs) Get social with us. DM us on Instagram, Twitter. As always, thank you for listening. Happy holidays, and we will see you all in 2024. Make sure, y'all. We love y'all. Peace.